Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast is brought to you by Paymaya. If you're not familiar with what Paymaya is, listen up. Paymaya is a free mobile wallet app available on iOS and Android. And get this, if you download the app and use our code WWPAYMAYA, you'll get 50 pesos on us. In this time of social distancing, you can securely pay for your groceries, your bills, and even send money to your loved ones in a non-contact and cashless way. So remember, don't pay cash, pay Maya. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, aka Austin Creed. I said, give me the hell yeah! Hey, this is Zayda Zane. Hey, everyone. This is Jeff Cobb. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted. Hey, this is TJP, the Phil and Flash, and you are listening to Stan, Bro, Chino, and Camos on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> You are listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan C, Romaran, Chino Liao, and Raf Camus all recording from home as Season 4 of the ECQ era is underway. I'm not happy. I'm not happy with the Season 4. Usually, it's like you, 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 you jump the shark in Season 4, like midway through. Like what happened with community? Well, community sort of just blew it up on season four. Don't compare the quarantine to community. Oh, community. that's sacrilege! What's wrong with you? Yeah, what oh, the no. hell, Carlos? Oh, no. Community destroys. The pandemic brings distress and panic and anxiety. Yeah, yeah. Shut up, Camus. Wow, it's the fastest shut up, Camus, we've ever had. If I anything, the, pan- the the quarantine is Pierce. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, for, for yes. all the talk of jumping the shark, we're having uh, police officers na hindi raw deliberately partying. What a joke. Um, That's opening episode. Okay. That is wait, the opening wait, episode. Wait, wait, hold up. Okay, can I just say, I didn't know what Amanyanita was, and then my parents brought it up earlier, and they said, oh, remember that thing we had last week? Yeah, yeah, that was a fucking party. What are you talking about? It's not no Manyanita. <laughs> What? So what up. is a manganita? Did you find it's out? A, what it it's was? a party. It's a morning. It's a yeah, party. It's a yeah. It's a party in the afternoon, basically, which is yeah, still a party. Okay. It's but still manganita, a party. Manganita means little tomorrow. What is that? How does that relate? It's to a. The think of it. Think of it as like a morning salubong type. Okay. Of the birthday. Of the birthday, essentially. Yeah, it, like that's well, where birthday salubong sort of originated from. It's like right, a right, shorter. Right. Okay. It's like a shorter, earlier inuman, basically, which is what my parents had. Just yeah, it's, it's so ridiculous. Nah, nah. Uh, this is the latest chapter of the quarantine saga that we all have to put up with, and the fact that we are close to two whole months stuck in our homes and walaparing mass testing. So 
um, you know, uh, we're, we're slowly running out of things to keep ourselves uh, sane with or to keep our heads above water. I don't know about you guys, but like, I'm just really running out of shit to like keep keep myself uh, afloat here. Well, you always have Netflix. You always have Survivor. You always have porn. I guess. I, I mean, guess. if you want to put it that way. But all that news even premium. No, no, that ran out like yeah. a month ago. Yeah. yeah. So there's, I mean, we don't have that anymore. So, yeah. Eh. I would like to speak to some people though, like uh, decision about porn. Yes, yes. Kung decision maker, some way they might extend them premium, or or someone who can give us like a premium pass for OnlyFans or some shit, like something, anything to make this easier on us mentally. I actually checked out OnlyFans because Kailani Lay, if you guys know who Kailani Lay is, ha- had a promo uh, <laughs> for OnlyFans. And apparently, OnlyFans is like a place where you can legally send dick pics. That's basically it. Uh-huh. So you, you can pay. You can pay for the right to yeah, send or for their consent. Yeah, you, you, so you're paying you, for their consent. Uh, you're, exactly. You're, you're basically tipping them every time uh, they ask for a dick pic, and every time they send you uh, like a porn. Yeah, porn, basically. And beauty. And uh, uh, how, how is that? How has that worked out to, uh, for you so far, Mister Connoisseur? Are you are you saying that you tried you tried doing this? No, I did not. I did not. I made an account. I linked my credit card to it and all. Oh, so wrong. you link your account? You link your bank details for porn? Credit card. Credit card. Kasi. Okay. 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 And fine. And then, charge. What are the charge? The moment I found out that I made charge was the moment I deleted my account. <laughs> so what did you think? I mean, what did you think they were they were gonna do with your uh, with your money? Oh, it, see, like, uh, ko, it was like a, an exclusive. It's like a Patreon for porn. That's what I thought. That's what yes, I thought. it is essentially. Apparently, exactly. I didn't expect the whole. Oh, you can send me a dick pic. Like, oh, I don't need you judging my stuff. <laughs> and having and having to pay for it. No way. Okay. Like that's that's too much, man. You know, it's nice so to know I that just, when it comes to supporting your content creators, you went the distance and actually went for OnlyFans. Meanwhile, I signed myself up for Patreon because I supported my favorite podcaster, naman, in the US. You know, after listening to um his content for the last four plus years, I figured it was my time to uh show support and you know actually chip in to keep this content coming. And um, dito sa Philippines, we don't really have that system going on yet. Like. Uh, the the on-demand content or you support your content creators is a culture that we don't necessarily have all that much of. And I really dream of the day now we get to that point where we can produce enough content for people to actually pay uh, more for, for more of it, you know? I mean, there is it ex- it has existed in some form, but just not in as easy a form as, say, for example, OnlyFans or Patreon. But it, even, it does exist. It does exist out there in some or way. Even Pornhub Premium, which is like the most basic way to apply for something. I don't know there. what I don't know what you're talking about, Chino. Shut up, Tom. Like paying for porn. No, paying for porn is what I'm saying. So Babyface producer Ryan is saying that Kumu actually tried it. So our friends from Kumu, um, yeah, they're actually doing a lot of work right now with the streamers and you influencers. Um. Yes, I, I'm not. I'm not sure exactly how that works, but um, I'm. But not for porn. Actually, let's, yes. let's be Action. clear. Yes. Yes. Now that yes. now that Ryan brings it up, 
si sila Alex Calleja had a show on Kumu. Oh. Alex Calleja, um, Ramon Cabochan, a, a bunch of uh, a bunch of people who performed under the Comedy Manila banner tried doing that on the stream. So there's a there's a comedy stream called um, I Laugh Philippines or something. It's basically about it's about comedy from the OFW perspective and. There's a stream on Kumu about that. But Ryan, and this is what Kumu also told them, people, uh, Filipinos aren't credit card people now. So which makes sense. Yeah, they're definitely not. It's yeah, hard. Which makes sense. Uh, to to well, I mean, if you have an app like Paymaya, uh, maybe that could be a way to support your favorite podcasts or content creators. But in That's that, right. You said, put Paymaya over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely put Paymaya no, over. No, it's true though. It's like easy. it's it's a way. It's really a way that yeah, you can. That's an easier way to do this. Yeah. Until then. So sign yeah, Sorry, Ro. Go, yeah. go finish. Sorry. No, 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 no. Go ahead. I, go ahead. I was just gonna say. Until then, I, I guess we have to um just keep doing what we're doing. Keep plugging away. You know, hindi lang naman tayo sa wrestling wrestling podcast, but like the rest of our family at Podcast Network Asia, especially during the quarantine. Uh, we're really just. Uh, you know, I'm trying to dig deep and produce whatever content we can put out there, whether or not mababayaran tayo for it. On the plus side, though, if you've been following PNA, uh, there have been more new podcasts popping up, especially because people are looking for ways to let their creativity run loose. Um, I have I have it on good word that a certain ANC personality is about to sign with Podcast Network Asia. So if you want to get Yo! uh, sports hey. fix off the record, we're going to be bringing ooh, that ooh. Uh, to the table on Podcast Network Asia very, very soon. On top of you know, your existing content from the OG shows like Ourselves, Cool Pals, Kudazers, Eavesdrop, Halo Halo Show, uh, you know, um, and Hustle Share, of course. Uh, we're, we're all still bringing you that content. Anyway, uh, we're about eight minutes in, so I think it's high time that we actually get to what we're meant to talk about on this podcast, and that's pro wrestling. And the biggest news of the week is the fact that the man, Becky Lynch, is now the mom. Or mom-to-be. Like, she do- she's wala pa yung anak. Yeah, like, lang tao but, you know, pro, uh, pro-life people will tell you that from the moment of conception, nanay ka na. So, sure, let's <laughs> let's take that argument. Okay, let's let's take that argument then. Yeah. No, also, no, 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 fuck that. Fuck that. Although, You're a mom to be until the mo- the baby comes. Oh, no, wait, wait. You know, not, uh, nothing against your arguments, guys, but let's just stick to wrestling here and say, according to the new <laughs> shirt released by WWE Shop, she's now the mom. Exactly. That's That's what I was referring to. That's why she is the mom. So Becky's a mom. Brought life into it. Goddamn. Let's move on. Oh yeah. So, so Becky is pregnant, and she's basically on the shelf for the next year. Maso menos. Yeah. yeah so you would, you'd have to say that. Basically out for the next year, and uh, she's no longer yeah, yeah. the Raw Women's Champion. Uh, it took Seth Rollins knocking her up for her to drop the title, which is really crazy. And now Asuka is not only the Raw Women's Champion, but is a Grand Slam champion in every way possible because she's basically won every championship that you can win as a woman in WWE. And at this point, it does have Wait. to be... Oh, Asuka, you mean? Okay, I thought you were talking about Becky. Yeah, yeah, about Asuka. yeah okay. Asuka. So at this point also, it, that we have to be absolutely clear for our listeners that Asuka is no longer the women's... You know, in, in effect, she, is, she has cashed in successfully... Diba? No, it doesn't work that way because on Raw, uh, Becky actually explained that 
no, none of the women's money in the bank participants knew what they were competing for. So when Becky came out with Asuka's briefcase and opened it, na, nasa Lubing Championship. So par yeah, so, <laughs> No, so, so essentially, wala yeah. na yung briefcase. Briefcase is out of play. Essentially, it was like the Goblet of Fire. They, know, they, didn't, know that, they didn't know the Goblet was a port key. It just happened to be the <laughs> Goblet, right? So it's essentially that. Yeah, they didn't yeah. know they were competing for the It was never going to be a port key in the first place. Oh, my, if Voldemort didn't get involved, there was supposed to be yeah. no port key. <laughs> oh, hey, my God. We're jumping into Harry Potter. Hey, yes, hey, we are. In this case, hey, in this case if Seth did knock Becky up, yeah, oh. if Seth did knock Becky up, the briefcase would have held a contract instead of the title. Yeah, exactly. So, That's why Seth is Voldemort, right? <laughs> okay, so I think I think. Well, that okay, that the, makes sense. Wait, wait, wait. I think that was the key in the whole thing. Because when I first heard the news that Oscar was a champion and Becky was vacating it, I thought that there was a cash in and that I missed. You know, uh, she vacated it, so Parang Oscar might have cashed in to win the vacant championship. So. Apparently, you open it to find the championship inside. Yes, and that kind of bridges together uh, my thinking of why didn't they just uh, have whoever won Money in the Bank, the women's Money in the Bank, be champion instead of you know uh, instead of what they did na may briefcase pang naganap. So they did that because I was figuring I was I really was wondering why didn't they just, they just adjust if they found out that Becky was. Uh, pregnant around WrestleMania time. Feeling they also just wanted to keep yung the, the the money in the bank motif alive. Na yeah, you know you're all gonna be duking it out for the briefcase and all that. So Simon, okay lang. Like I'm actually happy with how it all went down. Obviously, I'm happy that Becky's gonna be a mom, and that um, I'm I'm actually happy that she won't be wrestling for the next year because that means that she gets to be away from the pandemic. Ako so jumping off of Rose point lang. I sure I really feel like that belt. Should have gone to Shayna during WrestleMania. Like if this is where things were going to end up anyway, then why give why keep the belt on Becky? Right? Why does she need to relinquish the title just to announce that she's a mom? I don't. I, don't think, I think the only way it made sense was that they but they taped WrestleMania in March, like the last week of March, I believe. Yes, right. Uh, okay, that, yes, the okay, third that, week of March. Yes, so okay. if they said they found out around WrestleMania time. They taped the ending. I mean, they taped the women's championship match before they found out, and yeah, then okay. they taped the money in the bank ladder match after they found out. Either way, I still think Shayna should have won. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm on you with that. Yeah, I guess that part explains it. Yeah, I remember that Vince okay. was quoted um, in an interview saying that uh, he wanted more happy endings for the WrestleMania matches because there's a pandemic. So obviously, right. um, hindi alam yung buong, buong situation, diba? You know what a happy ending for the pandemic would have been? Not to have WrestleMania in the in the first place. That, yes, that would have been, clearly that would have been the best one. Clearly. Yeah, clearly. But uh, yun, yun eh, um, Vince, but he wanted to push through with WrestleMania, and uh, he wanted every match to end mostly with a baby face on top, uh, hangat hangat kaya, and uh, we saw that with the Becky Shayna match. Now um, I'm I'm with Ro here. I kung ganun lang din, I wish Shayna would have won it. But when I was watching Money in the Bank and not having all the information, then I saw Asuka coming, uh, Asuka winning as a swerve, and it was the good kind of swerve. Parang oh nice, uh, my legitimacy na ulit si Asuka, and they kind of defanged her a bit 
after she and Kyrie dropped the women's tag team championships. But now, uh, na established na ulit na yeah, Oscar is is the shit, you know. Yeah, I, I've always seen the women's tag team titles on the Kabuki Warriors as a consolation to Asuka because on her own, she's already a badass. And now she has to share some of that with another Japanese wrestler who can't seem to get over on by herself. So, parang sa akin, they needed to split that uh, that aggression between the both of them. And it, it lessened Asuka's... Um, Asuka's aggression a bit for me. Now, that being said, now that she's won money in the bank and now that she is Raw Women's Champion, yun nga, tumaas na ulit yung value niya sa akin. Yung, yung, yung legitimacy niya sa akin. I didn't think na they were defanged. I think, um, in general, the whole thing, the whole company is just shooting off the hip and they're just doing more of what they want to do. There. If they are showing more of themselves, their own personalities... They're doing definitely that because no one really knows what's certain in this uh, pandemic. So, yeah, as was rumored a few weeks ago, even Vince is on fuck it mode and you know doing whatever he wants. That's why this whole thing, this whole Money in the Bank ladder match filmed inside uh, Titan Towers was, you know, it went down that way. So I didn't take anyone too seriously because it seemed like they didn't want to be taken too seriously anyway. And I can't really blame them for that. Because again, as we've mentioned before, it's not a normal time. Yeah. If, if, so you know, it's a good thing. Yeah. Sorry. 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 Go, go, no, go, I, go, I was go, gonna go. say na if anything, talagang na emphasize yung absurdity of wrestling as a whole with that money yes. in the bank match. Yes. Can we jump into the match itself? Yeah. 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 Let's do yeah, it. Let's, let's, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> I like how. I like how, first of all, they're again using what they have at their disposal. You know, they realize that without an audience, they can actually do more cinematic things. And they were able to pull it off for uh, the Money in the Back match. And I also like how there were just so many funny spots, especially with guys like AJ Styles, who's like the serious wrestler. Yeah, no, that spot with that spot with Daniel Bryan was so good. And in Vince's office. Yeah, yeah in Vince's was, office. Yeah, <laughs> that that made me laugh so hard. That's, I remember about a few a few Ross ago, Byron Saxton would, would bring up the fact that there's a T-Rex inside Titan Tower and he's never been inside. And then when you cut to Vince's office, there's the skull of the T-Rex right there. So it was it got super meta for me for uh, for a moment. And it, I mean, it is it, it can be it can be, but it's it's more setup than it is meta. Na parang they really Chekhov's gunned it more than oh, it's meta. Nilang yon. I mean, I think if you listen to mga podcasts like uh, ENC's podcast or Jericho's podcast, they've said over the years now. Oh yeah, Vince's office is really really weird. Like there's a dinosaur skeleton and all that. So if you've been listening to all that. And then you see that for yourself, dun sa sa Daniel Bryan AJC nayon. It's it's pretty funny. It's real, yeah. yeah it's it, freaking it, real. It was just it was just a good. It was just holy shit. There really is a dinosaur skeleton right there. So parang nakatawa lang. We've seen that before in the ENC show. Yeah, we did. Uh, the, when, the dinosaur. They were spoofing Vince and Shane. <laughs> yeah, when Vince actually froze for the skit, right? right. See. 
Okay, here's my question. Like, um, I, I get that WWE is doubling down on using every resource they have at their disposal. But my question is, is it all worth it? Like, is it worth it to destroy the mirrors and the gym equipment all for this one stupid match? Because they're remodeling. They're selling the building. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought then. Because uh, there, were, there, were, there, were, there was news that they were going to move to a different office building. Oh, so I didn't know that. Okay. Postponed now. That's, yeah, that's uh, why... That's why they actually, uh, as part of the reason why they did the mass layoffs uh, last month. I mean, uh, okay, go ahead, Ro, sorry. No, no, no. Uh, I thought that they were just, you know, trashing the building because they were going to plan to move out anyway. But yeah. I think, yeah, sorry, go, Chino. No, because I feeling Vince being Vince, he was like, if you're going to do demo, you might as well get that on camera. <laughs> so work with what you have and all that. That's why that's why there was unwanted there's wanted destruction all throughout. Yeah, so I mean like it's not like they had much to lose anyway. So uh if you if they really wanted to do all of that stuff they did uh, in the in the on the WWE headquarters, then go for it. I mean people were entertained. You were entertained, I think. Yeah, I, I liked it. It was a fun match to watch. Yeah. Um uh, start eh, for me. I find I find the start really off because the guys when they entered had time to trash talk, but the ladies just stood there. So why couldn't the ladies trash talk too? Right? I would have wanted to see words exchanged. No, they were kind of talking trash, but in like see uh Carmela or Dana Brooke, one of them was like waving her hand in front of the other competitors. And you know, they were yeah, they were all waiting for Asuka to like come in and then in Palanasa Taasnasha just waiting to like jump on all of them. Yeah, but like the moment, the moment for the men just stood out so much more, though. So okay, um, uh, since we're talking about the men uh, and the women, I want to talk not sure. about. Wait, 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 one more thing. That's okay. One more thing. I, I wasn't sure then if it was a good thing to not have commentary on this match because a uh, great thing. I like. I like that. What they I'm didn't know. No, you know, because it was strange because I felt like they needed uh, a, a commentary thing. Because if you were going to have Michael Cole come in at the end and in the beginning as well, you might as well have put him in the whole match. Kasi, yeah, ako, yeah, um, ako kasi, yeah, I would have rather not have commentary at all than have commentary at the end. For consistency's yeah. sake and, uh, and uh, for production's sake. Because it sounds off when suddenly somebody... Uh, starts talking like it was a wrestling match. I mean, it is for all intents and purposes a wrestling match. Pero you took us out of that element already by treating it in the way it was treated. It was treated What's like even... uh, it was treated. Sorry, like sorry. A sh- sorry, let me finish my point. It was treated yeah, like a short right. film. It was treated like a mini episode of this entire series of matches, and then all of a sudden they're breaking that facade. So for me. I felt a little taken aback. What's even worse, I think, was that when Michael Cole came in at the end, he didn't even sound excited or at least even acknowledging the fact that what we just saw for the past 30 minutes was absurd as fuck. So finally, he just came in, said who won matter-of-factly, and then ducked out. It was so strange because it wasn't consistent at all. Like, okay, if you were going to have it play off like uh, Here Comes the Pain match with random rock music playing in the background, it's going to the entire time. 
Okay, so I'm gonna be presenting a different point of view here because I actually like the walang commentary. Because it's absurd, niya. Tapos sobrang naka nakagago siya na. Oh, you know, um, they're they're beating themselves up and having a food fight. Oh, there's Paul Heyman. Oh, brother love is right there. Oh, it's reminding you AJ of the Undertaker. Like there were certain story beats that didn't need explaining. Like th- these were moments that could have breathed on their own, and they did. And parang in in terms of presentation, gets ko naman yung sinasabi yun na for continuity or for yung logic of treating wrestling pa rin as a sport and whatnot. I get it. But like, yung moment na lalabas si Brother Love, puto nakakatawa yun on its own without Byron having to say, that's Brother Love. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, okay. There's enough absurdity in this match. Like, just all over the place. But at the end of the day, kasi, you allow yourself to view it unobstructed by the commentary. And at the end of the day, it's like, if you get it, you get it. And for most of us who are still watching, we get it. But if you don't, like, if there's no one there to provide context, it might just fly over your head. Yeah, ako, I'm with you guys. I'd rather not have commentary at all. Uh, I, my only point was, if you're going to add commentary, why just add it to the end? Why not make it the whole thing? Yeah, uh, same gripe. Um, to get to Rose's point earlier about Michael Cole sounding not excited at all, I have, a, I have a very strong feeling that recorded lang yun. Like, he wasn't even watching the match. Na, na, that was canned. Oh, he was script. Na, oh, this is the manalo. Announce it. Oh. Sign off. Ka. For sure, that was for sure that was definitely recorded. It it was impossible for them to shoot something like that na live. Because the whole... The, 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 none of these guys, first of all, none of them are trained actors. And I don't know how many acting classes you have to take to be able to do those vignette cuts that they did during the match, wherein, you know, uh, Dana Brooke ended up with a frame through her and all that. So, so feeling that this was already pre-taped, even though they did say the pay-per-view was broadcasting live from the performance center. I mean, it naman partially live. Uh, yeah, yes. the, first, the first few... Definitely, the first few matches could have been live, you know? the All the matches before the Money in the Bank match could definitely have been live. But I'm saying this one match, this Money in the Bank match, sobrang impossible. Yeah. I want to talk about the men and the women, uh, the point earlier that I was trying to bring up. And they did tease na with the men and women fighting for the same things at the same time, it's possible that they would interact. And I appreciated that they interacted. I actually appreciated yeah. that Shayna got her hands on, I believe it was Alistair Black or Rey Mysterio, one of them. Rey Mysterio, yeah. yeah. She, yeah. she choked Rey Mysterio out, which is good. I like that. Yeah, exactly. Yep. I actually wish there were more of it. I would have wanted to see Shayna and Naya going apeshit on more guys. Or like Asuka going apeshit on Baron Corbin. But to be honest, this is like the closest we're going to get to actual intergender wrestling somehow. Can we go back to Asuka and Baron Corbin for a bit? Because this to me is the stupidest thing out of the whole match. So Asuka is making her way to the top of the ladder. And of all people in this match, Baron Corbin, who isn't even in the same division, tries to stop her. Like why? All he had to There's do no need to. All he had to do was wait for Asuka to get her briefcase, and then he could have gotten his briefcase. <laughs> it's so stupid. There's no conflict of interest. Yeah, I don't know why he had to fucking stop Asuka. Why he had to climb the ladder at the same time? 
I, I agree with that. So, okay, it's not like she was going to stop you from getting your briefcase. Yeah, but they're not even in the same division. They're not fighting for the same thing. So, why? Yeah, uh, yeah um, there, there were clearly some story beats that uh, needed a little bit more logic. I want towards the end, like, I don't understand why Shayna didn't even make it to the roof. For both the men's and women's side, I think apat lang max from either division yung nakaabot sa roof. And ano yun, uh, para ba siyang yung zodiac sign sa Chinese mythology na yung first X lang yung makakaabot sa taas? Kasi yung mythology, eh, diba? The reason why there are 12 animals is because there was a race and only the first 12 animals could get a year named after them. So in this case, what, was Shayna too slow? Di siya umabot sa roof? So naubusan siya na spot sa roof? Feeling ko, and uh, I think this is the script thing, and this is a logistics thing. When they wrote out the the story for this, um, the outline for this match, they realized that they can only get so many people onto the roof deck, right? You see, you saw how the roof deck was cut off at a certain angle, deba. Right? When they made it look like Rey Mysterio and Alistair Black. Yo, yo, yo! Can we talk about that? Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, about that. Okay, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get yeah, to, we'll get to that. We'll, okay, we'll get to that part. <laughs> what I'm saying is. That there's a reason why they cut off the ring at certain angles. Maybe it's a safety issue, or maybe it's the fact that they wanted to make things look smaller and compact. But I feel like it's because you can only get so many people onto that uh onto that stage na kaya hindi sila kasama lahat. Now, why those four people? Who knows? Maybe it's a it's a Vince decision, or maybe it was Booking's decision to not put Shayna on there. I feel like it's a logistics thing. When you shoot these things, lahat kasi. All right, let's talk about what Kalmas wanted to address, which was Raymond yes. and Alistair Black getting thrown off the roof. So when I and when, coming back the next day on Raw, yeah. So when I watched it, and and I know I knew to expect this because they were setting it up in commentary, but during the build up, yeah, they time. were. And then Corbin actually throws Mysterio and then Alistair off the top. Napamura ako in real time. I was watching. It's like, puta na. Like, what the fuck just happened, right? And you know, the next day, the okay. absurdity of them showing up na parang wala lang. Like, what the fuck? No, right. That, first of all, that's dumb because, first of all, it's so obvious na they were not thrown all the way off the roof. That there was it's a secondary roof. Because that's murder. Yeah, there was, there was a second. No, there was... No, there was uh, not only is it murder, but there is a second. Uh, there was a w- larger area beyond the roof. Yeah, and you oh. can see in the in the drone shots and the crane, the helicopter shots. Now the roof was a big area, and then first and then second of all, when they got thrown off, you heard the thud sound right away. Now, yeah, so he, which it tells you there wasn't no delay. Of- which yeah, which tells you that there wasn't uh, there wasn't a long fall. So I knew right away in the. They didn't really get thrown all the way off the roof, so I don't understand why everyone is joking about it when you could clearly make sense of it. Now they were not; they were just thrown to a second area below. I guess so it was just the absurdity how... of throwing someone off the roof. Like it's it's stupid. Yeah. It's funny. Re- remember how a few smackdowns ago, um, see Baron Corbin pushed Elias off of that podium they did the promos from, and yeah, and, 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 uh, that was. Elias that took was... more time off from that than Rey Mysterio did from falling off the side of a building. That's, so that's one of the wala. things I wanted to say. Nah, it's like there's no there there was no there were no repercussions from being thrown off from that height at all. Yeah. My thing so, is my thing is if you can trash WWE for leaps of logic all you want, but when when it's clear that 
this wasn't as illogical or as absurd as it seemed. You can't really fault them for having Ray and Alistair Black show up the next night. Uh, true. Fair point. You know. Because you know, when I heard about when I heard about the spot, uh, I, I the show was finished after I woke up. Uh, before I woke up, with that sorry, before I woke up, when I heard about the spot, I knew I had to check it out. And then as uh, when I saw it, it was pretty plain that they weren't murdered for real, for real. I guess it's just fun because the leap in logic, so to speak, it was a larger leap for WWE than it would have been for something like Lucha Underground. And Lucha Underground really doubled down on these logical yep. leaps. Yeah. So, yep. parang for WWE to do what Lucha Underground did and then outdo Lucha Underground, parang, teka, what, what am I watching here? You know what I mean? Like, in yung, I, in yung sentiment. Eh. I actually wouldn't put it past WWE now to even take a Lucha Underground spin to this whole thing, diba? Like, maybe they might start doing more cinematic shit on Raw and SmackDown. Who's to stop them? Nothing's... No one's really gonna stop them at exactly. this point. But, so, um, so I don't, but the thing is... I don't actually wait, see a problem with that. But my thing is... No. The problem that I sort of have with this is that if this is the only way you're gonna separate yourself from, like, a pay-per-view caliber thing or, uh, or regular Raw or SmackDown or NXT... Then by all means, it's amusing, but I I'm not all for it. Like I'd rather have it as like you have one of these matches every couple of weeks, or you have something so that you know it's a special attraction. But don't save it for just done. It doesn't have to be saved for pay per views alone. All right. Any other thoughts on? No, I would, I would... Sorry, see you. Go go go. I would save it for pay-per-views because uh, even though it's fun to, to watch every week even, especially if the production quality is good, uh, it could still get pretty old, especially if you have to keep churning them out every week, which is going to be a slog even if you pull oh, it, even if you even if you tape way in advance. I don't necessarily mean like it's a full like it's a full match. like just a, a more cinematic approach as part of your core product. Is what I mean. Yeah, I'm with Camos on this one. Like, it doesn't have to be 45 minutes. Like, no, if you no, give us a 10 no. minuter. Yeah, first of all, yeah. nothing has to be 45 minutes, not in the WWE. Second of all, if you're just gonna, if you're willing to do this in a pay per view, why not carry over the same quality uh, to Raw and SmackDown? It's like, it's, it's like the next logical step for me. What I would keep, I think, is I would like I would make it like Lucha Underground and have the segments be cinematic instead of the matches. At oh least yeah, that, that works. That works too. Yeah. I think like it's a that, fair compromise. That's absolutely fair. Yeah, that's a fair compromise. That actually makes sense, especially since doing promo, especially since now during this uh, quarantine COVID nineteen period, a lot of wrestlers still have difficulty talking to a camera. You know, it's not a lot of people's go-tos or strengths. So by making uh, promos more cinematic, it might actually help help the narrative a lot more. Yeah. All right, all right. Uh, you want to talk about Otis and how just plain crazy it was? The, the yeah, way okay. Won. So they established okay. first that he was too heavy to even get on the ladder. So okay, can we just... Like, yeah, this guy's not going to win. And then okay, you for, don't even need to get on the ladder to actually get the briefcase, which I thought was hilarious. First of all, they're saying that Otis is too heavy for the ladder, correct? Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But just a few years ago, Braun Strowman won the tight won the money in the bank briefcase and he was able to climb a ladder. So are we supposed to believe that Braun Strowman is lighter than Otis? Oh and, and that- you remember the, the year Big Show uh was in the money in the bank match. They made a reinforced ladder just for him. So if that why was couldn't the they do it for yeah, yeah, exactly. Why they do it why, exactly. If that was a narrative they were gonna go with, but then then should begin a reinforced ladder then. Okay, can we just say that it's a nice feel good win? Like can we can we all agree on that? It regardless is. of the outcome, it it's is. a feel good moment. But at the same time, are you willing to see Otis cash in and become WWE champion? Like is that something you can stand behind? I don't have strong feelings about it. Like, okay, it's a thing. To me, it's a thing that happened because obviously they're cashing in on the overnight, I wouldn't say overnight, but the hard-earned organic popularity that Otis got after the whole Mandy, Dolph Ziggler, Sonya Deville angle. So, okay, good. Uh, that's actually a smart business move for SmackDown. Sure. Uh, are, are they going to lead to Otis winning a world championship? I don't think so, especially now that we've established that. I mean, I mean, I mean, many of the back winners have gone and lost, right? but also, I mean, do you put it past them at this point? Uh, I don't know. Um, I think uh, obviously everyone is going to expect him to be the guy who cashes it in and doesn't win the championship after after what Damien Sandow and I don't know Baron Corbin and yeah. John Cena. So. Yeah, well, John Cena was uh, anomaly there because hey, you would expect him to be a world champion because he already was a world champion by the time by the time he won the Money in the Bank. He was an established. He was a made man. He was a exactly, made man. Exactly, exactly. So I don't know. I have no strong feelings about this. I I, I, I feel okay. like Otis is going to lose this briefcase to somebody. Like remember how you talked about Cena, right? Cena and Orton fought over a briefcase like in the early. 2000s, maybe 2010s. Yeah, Edge got, Edge got it from Mr. Kennedy. Yeah, the exactly. Year Mr. So, Finigo Otis yeah. is going to lose this briefcase to somebody, a true contender, um, and he isn't going to cash it in. Maybe so AJ I, 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 I hope. No, I actually hope that they take it all the way to the title match and then just make him more by having him lose instead of, you know, having him drop the. Briefcase to someone else. Yeah, it's basically what they did for Jeff Hardy in the early 2000s when they had him go up against uh, Undertaker, who was champion at the time. Yeah, exactly. Right. Or you okay, Rey Mysterio, right. Okay. Yeah, who's uh, champion again? It's, it's uh, Braun, right? And um, I, I don't see the Braun-Bray feud ending anytime soon. And even si Braun, payan, like, uh, Braun is such a dick that people can get behind Otis so easily. So uh, even if Otis loses to Braun, as long as you let Otis look credible in the match and in the build-up, then he'll come away a bigger star than he was heading into it. Yeah, okay. So yep. let's go to the uh, the title <coughs> match for a bit. So Braun and Bray Wyatt go on uh, go at each other. And I always thought it was a Fiend, Bray, it was a Fiend versus Braun match, but it's uh, and, and at the end of the match, after Bray lost, we got a glimpse of the fiend, so maybe the fiend gets the title. And if that's the case, is Otis going to look strong against the fiend? Is that a thing? That's a possibility. Or the fiend takes the the briefcase. Or pointed in you, and actually, yeah, the yeah, well, fiend takes the. No, I actually, 
Yeah, no, you know what? I actually like what Kamas suggested. Uh, I'm agreeing with Kamas a lot in this episode. We are in weird time. Anyway, <laughs> I like that. It's not that weird. I, no, I just I... have good points sometimes. Yeah, no, I really do. It's the new normal. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's the darkest timeline. Kamus has logged out of chat. And yeah. uh, I like no, I can I can totally see that. If if Bray wants back into the title picture, he might use the theme to get that briefcase from Otis. That makes total sense. Yeah, I, I, I think the darkest timeline shit makes way more sense in the sense that there were like five or six presidential candidates. And the one that we all voted for led us to this version of hell. So yeah, darkest timeline. Totally. Oh, sweet Jesus. I'm wondering okay. why why Bray didn't feel the need to bring the fiend out you against die. Braun Strowman. You're, you're because, not... I, don't know. I know Braun. I, I know his in, ins and outs. I don't need to tap into the fiend to get to the title. It's the same argument people used on Finn Balor when he didn't become the demon and he faced Brock Lesnar. Like You would think you'd bring the demon out who is undefeated still against against Brock Lesnar, but he didn't. He became Finn, and knowingly, he lost. Is this the problem with young alter egos? Like, especially an alter ego that's like yes. the level 9,000 equivalent of the normal character? Because you already yes. have Finn and the, and the demon, then now Bray and the Fiend. So uh, that's two examples already na yung imba version niya hindi laging nilalabas when they need it the most. Yes, it's inconsistent. It's all over the place. The um, creative needs to decide better on when when to bring out these alter egos because sometimes they bring them out and it makes the most illogical sense ever. Because if you against a random person and you don't bring him out when it when a title match is concerned, why why do that? Why not be the best version of yourself against a for the championship, right? why just pick a random blood feud? Uh, best version of yourself, Kajan. It's a, pro- it's a problem for sure, but I think it's a problem that's easily solved just by having people explain why they choose to bring out the alter egos at which points or why not. Right? You just have to do a little more hard work, hard work uh, explaining that concept. Right. Yeah, I mean... I mean, who else? Who, I mean, the only other person who has an alter ego right now is our truth Like, actively. And ano, that's barely even skimming it. Any alter ego ni R-Truth? His cousin. It's some, yeah. It's right. weird and it's hard to explain. Oh, but right. Okay, okay. He yeah. got squashed by Bobby Lashley. Yeah. It was funny. Okay. It's just, it, there's stuff. There's stuff out there. But then... At the end of the day, it's like when it comes to Bray Wyatt slash The Fiend, it's getting weird. We're reaching that territory where we've had enough of both and we've seen a lot of both to tell us that, okay, you should be using this in big match situations unless, of course, they want to stretch out the feud, which it looks like they want to do, right? I guess, yeah. Okay, are we uh, ready to move on to our last item for this week? Yeah. All right. So our next and last item for this week's episode is about one Sami Zayn getting stripped of the Intercontinental Championship. So, uh, uh, what do we know about this? Uh, we just know that he stayed home because uh, he didn't want to risk uh, you know, getting infected 
he took a stand like Roman did. So I guess they're kind of wanting to move forward on this on the Intercontinental Championship by stripping it and, you know, writing another Moving story forward. around it. Yeah. yeah. Can I just uh, say that most of the people who are staying home, and this is also the case in Sami, it's like they have families to look out for. Like, they have spouses or kids that they cannot stay away from. And they're electing to just say, okay, what's in the best interest of my family? Let's do this, right? And being the principled man that he is, it makes it's par for the course for him. Eh? Yeah, so um, I, I don't know what to feel about this. Like, on one hand, I get it. I get why Sammy stayed home, right? It, it makes all the sense in the world because like, I actually share sentiments that if, uh, if you're not certain about the handling or mishandling of the pandemic, then stay at home. Do your part to help flatten the curve. Um, I just think that it's really petty of WWE to keep doing this, like, you know, whitewashing Roman Reigns out of history or recent history and then now stripping Sami Zayn. Eh, kasalanan nyo yun eh. You, you uh, kept Sami as your champion and, you know, you gave them the choice, diba? And they took that choice. So is it really their fault? That I they think, wait, that wait, wait, wait. I think, no, unlike Roman, I think Sami knew that there was a chance that he could be stripped of the championship if he didn't come to work. Because he's a champion, not like Roman, who wasn't a champion. And Roman, I'm sure, wasn't expecting that he was going to be whitewashed out of recent history. So uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't pin any blame, any, any real blame on WWE's handling of Sami's run. Uh, it's just something that they had to do because at first the month Sammy was on board with still wrestling through the through the lockdown, right? And then it was only until recently that he did not choose to do so. After Mania. Yeah, basically after Mania. Yeah, yeah. 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 So what, I, I think, think I think what happened. Go Ro. No, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. You good? Okay. Cause like it it looked as though that, you know, when they gave him the championship, okay, he takes some time off and then assess the situation, come back. But it's not on the level of Roman where, you know, he's whitewashed to the to the effect. And at the same time, both guys don't... They seem like people who have a lot more going on with their lives apart from wrestling. Like, they have other things to cling on to. So, for them, it's a matter of priorities. The ones who need who need the TV time, who want the TV time, who want to play this game, are the ones who are still in Florida. And the ones who are at home, well, you know, if you, I mean, if you haven't noticed, um, it, what's his name? Kalisto hasn't been on TV for a while, but you have Lucha House Party yeah, in matches. Yeah, the other two guys. Huh? Yeah, you have the other two guys there. It's not, it's not an exclusive thing, and yet they can still mention him on commentary, right? There are instances where it's just people can't be bothered for the wrestling aspect of their lives anymore. I guess in sakin lang is the Intercontinental Championship has been so mishandled in the last, however, you know, however many number of years. I guess since Dolph and the Miz legitimized it ulit after that, they basically dropped the ball on the IC title. Na it's it's pretty meaningless. So like, why strip it off of someone? You know, uh, like, like who just won it? Yeah, who just won it? Why not just wait for the situation to blow over, wait for Sammy to come back, then have him drop it when he comes back? Write it into a storyline. There is... I mean, the storyline, the pre-existing storyline was already there. No, now there's a storyline. 
yeah no no there was there was the storyline of of it prior na diba na he's untouchable and then now literally no one can touch him my theory is that because they're already doing exactly this uh, NXT Cruiserweight Championship they didn't want to uh, double up on another championship so it probably was easier to rip the bandaid off and just vacate it and give it to someone else yeah but least... now they're doing a tournament right? are they yes they are is that confirmed yes they are they're doing a tournament order. for this for the vacant IC title which leads me to my point now sana they do the same thing they're doing with the cruiserweight title if they want to make a new IC title why not carry over the round robin tournament style to the main shows all right. They yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. They could. Yeah. Unless they do a single elimination tournament, but then no. Yeah. What they're gonna do with this tournament is it's gonna be uh, an excuse to bring Raw and SmackDown together because it was already established on Raw and uh, there's like this invitational or whatever the fuck gimmick now. Raw guys will be going to SmackDown. Oh, so that's why uh, Drew McIntyre is facing King Corbin for the WWE Championship next week, even though they're supposed to be on different brands. So, in a way, the pandemic kind of killed the brand split again. Again? Fuck. Let's fuck this. Yeah. So, last year it was the wild card rule. Now, it's the invitational. The pandemic rule. <laughs> yeah, the pandemic invitational. Whatever. Sobrang stupid. Yeah. Pandemic classic. <laughs> Yeah. The COVID classic. <laughs> yeah. COVID. Uh, anyway, no. I hope. I hope it ends. I mean, I hope the brand split. You know, comes back. I hope they just the make up their mind on what they want to do. I was before we went before we went on this call. I was watching ruthless aggression, uh, for the first time. Okay. On the network. Okay. And uh, I was watching it, and then I was hearing all these guys, Michael Hayes, and all these guys. Talk about how there were literally so many people at the time, until now then, I guess. So many people, so many superstars in the WWE that they it, that it necessitated a second show just so a lot of them could get on TV. Right? So that being said, it made me think, uh, if, the bland, if the brand split disappears, is, this, is that going to mean that a lot of our favorite wrestlers aren't going to end up on TV? Because there are... Yeah, that's what happened. That's what happened... In the early 2010s, yeah, it, it doesn't. There's nothing to differentiate both shows now because everybody is literally on both shows. So, parang sayang lang naman na there was this delineation between the two brands, and then it's there, and then it's gone, and then it's there, and then they just don't know what to do. But now it's just like everyone's just under one roof anyway. They're taping some of these things. No one can tell. There's no audience. There's no. Live revenue, so might as well, no? Might as well, yeah, yes. I guess. Again, yes, it goes back to them using the resources that are on hand, but then at the same time, us as fans really don't know what to make of it. Yeah, yeah I guess it would be better served by a reset, not a soft reset for the COVID era. Yeah, nagbago na rin yung rosters nila. Committed to doing that, if they're willing to commit. Yeah, nagbago na rin yung rosters nila. Like they absorbed so much NXT talent. Like they called up Shane Thorne and Brendan Vink for good. Uh, you've yeah, got uh, the Iconics are now on Raw. Roster. No, no, the Iconics were on Raw even before they uh, got taken out. Hindi ba sila SmackDown? Okay, I thought we thought they were. Smackdown. Yeah, they they moved to Raw after WrestleMania no 2019. I think the brand split. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, 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 the draft, last year's draft. Yeah, that's what I said. Like, oh, right after. Right. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, no, draft never October, not, not the post WrestleMania. Oh, well, 
something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just not one of the drafts. Yeah. Anything else you guys want to talk about before we get our picks of the week? Hmm. NXT's been fun. I NXT mean, has yeah. been super fun. Yeah. As per the, as per the episode last week, NXT was super fun. Oh yes, oh yes. Yeah, I liked the Carrion Cross debut. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, yeah. But like everything else, aside from the uh, cruiserweight matches, I just skipped through it. Even Adam Cole versus Dream, I just skipped through it. Okay, like, can I, we talk I've about the joy. No, no I, I, I've just stopped finding joy in wrestling without a crowd. So like, it, unless it's something I really have to watch, like Carrion Cross debut. Uh, I I just skip through it. That's that's me right now. Okay, I want to talk real quick, real quick. No, sorry, sorry, Gina. Real quick oh, yeah. note about wrestling without a crowd. So uh, it's been rumored that the reason why the NXT announcers have been so noisy uh, calling the match is because they're the ones filling in for the silence of the of the lack of a crowd. So good on them at least for trying yeah, to make. Yeah, good then, Actually, now that you bring it up, uh, I'll just. Add on to that. Napansin ko din yan. And even on Raw, even during Money in the Bank, you hear Michael Cole talk more often now because if he shuts up, you won't hear anything. It's ambient There's noise, nothing. Yeah. So it, it actually, ako, it, it helps. Eh. It helps maintain the mystique of wrestling. Um, yeah. Speaking of mystique, I actually also caught the Karrion Cross uh, debut. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to I wanna ask you guys about the the entrance that they did. Sha and C. Scarlet. Which was again super cinematic. Scarlett walks out, lip syncing to this song. Uh, whether or not she actually sings the song, I don't know. But she walks out, lip syncing to the song, and it's like this whole beautiful five ten minute entrance. Na mas mahaba pa dun sa actual match. So I wonder how that actually translates into like when things go back to normal. Are they going to keep doing the same entrance and take all that time away from the actual match? I yeah, there's so. Remember, remember Baron Corbin's NXT run. That was what they were doing with him the entire time. Or uh, they, they were, they were doing the whole long entrance with the spotlight and everything. That was everyone. He just ends the match with a quick uh, end of days. Right. So it may precedent check, is what I'm saying. Because you like from what I'm seeing, the they took special angles. They they games. Yeah, there's always there's always especially when you're introducing a new character, NXT always takes the time to package you, make it look real real nice and all that shit. That's okay. That's a fair point. Like it, it's one of the ways that you can tell that they care about you as a character because if you have if you have a great entrance and look at like everyone everyone who's who's come who's been called up. Um, from NXT that got to retain their NXT, you know, their NXT entrances. There's so much, like, there's so much attention paid to this, to the music, to the entrance, to the lights, and all of that. So, in the case of Cross and Scarlet, there's, you know, there's a lot of good that's ready to be done. Yeah, there. especially with with Cross and Scarlet, because there are rumors um from the dirt sheets that he's being that they're old. married. No, they're that they're being fast tracked through. Well, maybe that sure, but they're being fast tracked through NXT, just so they can call him up to the main roster faster. And if that's the case, good for them. All right. Um. Okay. Here's one last thing I want to get into. Um. Since the bungit new NXT commentators. Uh, just being noisy on their own to make up for the lack of a crowd. 
I would like to see WWE take a page out of DDT's playbook where they have uh, people from home watching and reacting and that gets incorporated into the show. Like, I don't know how WWE is going to do that. That's, that's their problem if they ever want to do it. But it's such a novel idea and it kind of brings back you fun of having people reacting to the wrestling in real time. My problem with that is it only works for the fans. Um, it works for the fans watching at home and on the Zoom call. But for the wrestlers who also need to take their cues from uh, fan reactions, they don't hear that. So they're the ones on the Zoom. I mean, I don't think they can hear the Zoom call unless they find a way to to have the audio of the Zoom call with everyone else watching on the on the loudspeakers. I'm trying to picture out how that's going to work inside the performance center. Are they going to exactly? Are they going to broadcast a Zoom call on the Titan Tron? Is that the thing that they're going to do now? Fuck, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I'm just trying to find um, some way for fans to interact with wrestlers again. And to bring you the fun like, back into watching wrestling, uh, so it's WWE's problem, not mine. Yeah. It's all of our problems. Yeah, it's all of our problems. It's not just WWE's problem. We still have to consume this shit. Yeah, I mean, you have the option not to. Yeah, which is why I'm just you know skipping ahead through you mga matches that I don't care about, like Zaya Lee and whoever the fuck she faced on NXT. Like I, I, I just don't care. Wasn't it Chelsea Green? Yeah, whoever. Green, right? Yeah, I, I yes. Guess. Again, I don't care. <laughs> All right. Okay, we get it, Stan. Let's let's get to our picks, picks of the week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get to our picks of the week. I'm gonna I'm gonna start with um the Street Profits and uh, the Viking Raiders having a two on two basketball segment. Sober nakatawa siya. Uh, even down to the end where Nerville na na si Ivar slash Hanson. Eh, sobrang imba pala sa basketball. Man, you, you know it is it is a good segment, but it's just so ridiculous. Which is what made it great. Now they just uh, double down on it again with the absurdity, kind of like you Money in the Bank as a cinematic match. Uh, they, okay. they just double down on it. It was great. Okay, um, my pick of the week is Io Shirai versus Charlotte. I really enjoyed this one just because, you know, I I enjoy both wrestlers. I enjoy their work, and the chemistry there was pretty good for me. Like I would like to see that become like a mainline story feud down the line but ah uh, well let's see where it goes because my Rhea Ripley involvement eh? yeah Rhea Ripley got involved so I think it's going to be a three way feud yeah. moving forward but I still like the idea of Yoshirai being given that time in the main event scene that she so sorely deserves yeah sure yeah go uh, I'll go and pick uh, Kushida versus uh, Jake oh, Atlas for the, for the Cruiserweight Tournament. I think it's Group A or Group B. I think it's going to look like the two Japanese guys going at it for the BOSJ Finals. Because Akira Tozawa's been on a roll. He's, I think he's 3-0 by now. Right. I am... That is something I didn't expect. No, Sorry, go, go yeah, wala pang 3-0 pero may mga undefeated pa rin like Tozawa, that's right. Tozawa is undefeated, yeah. yes, correct. Um, I am going to pick the last ride on the WWE Network. It is the WWE's answer to Netflix's uh, Last Dance. It's about the Undertaker. Ooh. You know, kasi, oh, it's, it's both last day. Eh. It's both last day. Eh, so, yeah. and it also uses a lot of old stock footage which is what I really love. Like, 
we always talk about the demystification of The Undertaker. And this is where WWE actually doubles down on it. They say it from the very start. The opening credits say that after so many years, Mark Calloway, they didn't, see, they didn't say Undertaker, they say Mark Calloway has allowed the camera crew to follow his career. And this first... It's it's a win. It's a win. Yeah, they did. They do yeah. say it. It's yep. a start. And and when you watch it, it's so disarming. Because he's not just Undertaker. You see him. You see him in the PT room, getting taped up and getting injections for his hip. Right? You see him after the concussion he got. After the WrestleMania yeah, concussion, yeah. You see him after the concussion he got. You see him work back from injury. You see all these things you never expected from the Undertaker. Plus, you get a lot of great footage from back in the day where he was talking to Jericho, where he talks to Kurt Angle, who was just starting out his his WWE career. Then it was so it this like in the late nineties, early two thousands. It's stuff. It's stuff you never thought you'd yeah, be able to dude, see. Yeah, dude, it was just mind-blowing to me as a fan. And I suggest if there's one docu out there right now, go check that out. That one. No, the one docu you should be watching is The Last Dance. Like, seriously. <laughs> no, I mean, for the WWE. No, if you have time for, if you have time for documentaries, watch them all. Yeah, watch them Watch all. them both. Oh, yeah. I mean, Last Dance pretty good. Last Ride, oh, pretty special. Yes. All right. There you have it. Thank you very much for uh, staying with us through another episode of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Um, I don't, I don't know, man. I, uh, I don't know how we're supposed to like power through and so drawn through ECQ season four. Um, for Chino and I, Survivor's about to end, so that that uh, takes a little less joy out of my life. I am running um, out of shows to watch, so if you guys have recommendations, please send them my way. Oh uh, yeah, so yes, again. Yeah, sure. I'll take recommendations for all of us. For all of us, to the Whether listeners. Whether it's a documentary or a movie or a series, an anime, uh, basta hindi JoJo. Sige, send yun sa amin. Yeah, um, sige. Basta hindi. Uh, no, watch JoJ. I, I draw my line at anime. Anything that's not anime, send it my way. Ne, ako I draw specifically at JoJo. Like the moment, oh, go watch my hero, go watch my hero academia, or my go hero my academia, academia, or One Punch Man. You recommend any three of those titles to me, I will block you on Twitter. Thank <laughs> you. The 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 volleyball one. I hear the volleyball one. I hear that's pretty it's great. Beautiful. Is that on Netflix? Yes. Okay. So yeah, what about, that, what about that, the jo- what about the Joshi anime with a lot of boobs? Wait, Meron? That's not on Netflix. Yes, Meron. I'm, I'm going to go check that out then. Um, if, if you know the title or whatever, uh, send it my way at wrestling 2 xpod for us. Individually at underscore Stancy, at Roboswar, at Caveman Camus, at Chino Supersized. Um, yeah. Um, any can, we put all, can we also put over uh, Babyface Producer Riot's new podcast? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah so. Super, the shortest podcast we've ever heard. Yeah. For the Intrapersonal Podcast, also part of the PNA family. Yeah, like two minute, three minute episodes. Yeah, of just him expressing himself. Right? Just yeah, like basically that. broadcasting it's... thoughts into the world. Oh, it's not part of PNA. All right, it's independently produced. Ooh, Ooh Ryan Wayne out. Rebel, yeah. look at the rebel. Watching something podcast network Philippines. go check out Chinas new podcast. He's been cranking out new content. The class. Yes, 
yeah, class lang. I'm doing twice a week episodes now. So for this Wednesday, I had, if I'm not mistaken, I had the chef JJ Vial talk about the culinary life. And on Friday, if you're not mistaken, you made it. Yeah, no, I can't remember what order these come out in. So okay, okay. Go. So for Wednesday, for Wednesday, which is today, I have a new episode. And Friday, I also have a new episode coming out about poker. And then the week after that, two more episodes. Was a twice a week, kasi. Kasi wala, wala na akong gagawin eh. Wala na akong gagawin eh. Naubos yeah. ko na yung naubos ko na yung Pornhub. Naubos ko na yung Netflix. Ang magagawin ko, di ba? Yung podcast. Yeah, na, guys. If you, can't, if you can't afford Masterclass, go listen to Chino's podcast. Yes. Thank you. Masterclass. Also, like, Stance. Yeah, Stance podcast. Yeah, put over Stance podcast. Yeah, the, the podcast is kind of... Uh, yeah, so the podcast is on the shelf this week kasi my guest hasn't gotten back to me all week. So I was trying to make something happen. Oh. It's fine. We'll we'll find a way. We'll find a way to soldier on. After all, season four pangana man ng ECQ. No, ano pa to? Apat na episode pa to. We just debuted season four. Yeah. All right, we're out of here. We're gonna put this episode in the books. Shout out to Babyface producer Ryan for being our real MVP. Shout out to our podcast network Asia Family for tirelessly putting out all this content. And on behalf yeah. of Ro, Camus, and Chino, this is Stan saying. Thank you. Please stay at home, stay healthy, stay well, and wash your goddamn hands. Peace. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.